for me, um, as a result of him having to work all those hours, right? Um, a lot of times I was by myself. And especially growing up in some of the rougher parts of town, um, you have friends who are also going through a lot of things like poverty, racism, discrimination, neglect. Um, and you get to meet them, hear their stories, and you kind of bond over it, right? About how, you know, life can be really hard sometimes. And you go to these schools, and they're often in also good areas. There's needles all over the playground. Um, I went to school, my friend and I got robbed multiple times with older kids by knife point. They pull a knife, um, take you into like a closet or the gym area, and then just take all your stuff. Sometimes even take your clothes, right? Um, take my shoes and, you know, it makes me very upset because my parents worked hard for that. Right. Um, take some of even take your food. Right. And it was definitely really crappy to go through. Right. Um, on top of the racism, um, because when you're a kid and you're going through a lot of this stuff, um, your mind is shifting away from school. You're not really caring about that because you don't really see a future. And you're surrounded by people like your friends, and they'll have similar kind of background, similar kind of things going on. Um, it's really easy to lose hope, and it's really easy to not really see a future, right? And so you just think about what's the point of school, right? And I see that a lot with lots of children who have troubles, is they don't see the point of school. It's not that they're dumb. They just don't see the point. They don't have that confidence. They don't, they don't have that yet. But a lot of the times, society writes them off. And I was written off many times over. Um, so I've had teachers make all kinds of comments to me, um, other students and, but what hurt most of the teachers, cause I expected more from them, even when I was a kid. And I heard all kinds of comments that are very racially insensitive. Um, teachers flat out calling you dumb. Um, I had teachers joke about the fact that they thought that I was dumb because ESL when I was born and raised here, English was my first language. Um, but they assumed I was just too stupid to really just you know, even know English, even though I spoke English perfectly, but they're just trying to find ways to uh, poke at me, right? And even even teachers who would purposely deny me the ability to go to the bathroom. Um, other kids are fine, but me as the only, you know, student of color in the class, they'd always deny me. And then, you know, and e even when there was issues like this going on, and no one to really talk to about it, if I complained, they would then tell my parents that I was out of line, that I was misbehaving. And they'll then force them, so my dad had to come home from work early, lose his wage, to come deal with the stuff at the school with my mom. And that irritated me even more, because now he's taking time off of work for something that's just a bunch of BS. And it was really unfair. And so, you know, when you're growing up like that, you feel very isolated. Um, you feel like there's really not much hope. Um, you know what? And it's hard to even understand things like racism when you're a kid right? Why is this happening? Why me? What's the reason behind it? What did I do? And you can't really understand it. So what you do is just blame yourself. What if I did something wrong? What if I deserve this, right? Um, so you blame yourself. And does that can help you become a better student? No, right? You really don't care about, you don't really have hope for that kind of stuff, right? So for me, you know, I was never really interested in um, learning much because all this other stuff in the background. It wasn't until, I mean, there's, there's definitely a few events that kind of ignited that kind of spark in me to want to do more, right? And the first, I remember there was this friend, he's this, um, this boy in my class, this is, yeah, wouldn't have been like grade one or two or something, but he was a good friend of mine. And we used to always hang out and play games and stuff. And then one day his dad said, um, listen, um, you can't hang out with Chanel because he's just a really dumb kid. And I don't want you to hang out with kids like that because you're going to become dumb yourself. And flat out told me that. 
And he's like, yeah, sorry, we can't hang out anymore because my dad said you're just too dumb. And that hurt. And I was just like, I'm your friend, right? And so anyways, um, my friend was like the math all-star, right? He was doing all the advanced math stuff. He's acing every quiz and all that kind of stuff. And I said, you know what? I'm going really, to make it my mission to really master math, right? And so I went home. I studied. Um, did whatever I could. Um, my dad got me like some kind of like some kind of math and video game kind of thing, right? Like he's always interested in it, right? And so I ended up becoming really good at math. And for the rest of the entire school year, I beat my friend in every math quiz, every math test, every math assignment, and I became number one. And then his dad called my parents and left a very angry voicemail calling me a bunch of names, saying that I was cheating in school, um, that I, you know, I was still a loser, blah, 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 and that he doesn't want anything to do with me, and he wants to keep his kid away from me. And I'm like, looking back as an adult, that's really pathetic, you know? But as a kid, I was like, I put my mind to something, and I accomplished it, and it really irritated this guy, you know? But I... I felt victory. I felt like, you know, I accomplished something and I did it on my own, right? And I really liked that feeling. And, you know, and it was a few other times like that, but it wasn't until about the seventh grade when, um, and keep in mind, during this time, um, they would always put me into the, um, like the special learning classes for kids who are usually troubled or have difficulty learning. They put me into all of those classes, even though, um, so since that time in second grade, I was always an all-star at math, right? Once I learned the passion for it, I just kind of ran with it, right? But again, there was all there was all kinds of special programs for kids who are really good at math. But when I would ask about them, they would always deny me. I was like, I have the best grades in math, and you're getting letting the other kids take this program and learn more and nurture their talents, but you're always denying me. Why is it just me? Right? And they never give me a reason. They just tell me to, you know, get lost or whatever it is. So I just dismiss you in very harsh ways. And, you know, but looking back, it's clear, you know, that there was a lot of instances where as a kid where I saw it was an innocent um, comment or maybe it's the way the world is, but it all came down to discrimination in the day, right? Discrimination is writing me off uh, because of my upbringing, my background, the fact that, you know, I am the only person of color, right, in that classroom, um, and the conceptions come with that, right, and dealing with those comments, dealing with that, um, people trying to put, knock down opportunities for you, right, and realizing that, and at some point, I realized that as a kid that um, no one's helping me, and no one's going to help me, right, and that made me angry, in a way, um, but also motivated me, that, you know, I have no choice and but to really just believe in myself, and that's when my dad's words kind of hit home. Um, and so from that point, I was just like, you know what? I'm going to do my best to learn. I'm going to be so good at what I do that you can't ignore me, and I'll make a statement. And I think that and so in seventh grade is when I kind of had the mentality, and I think the teacher noticed that, and that teacher then gave me straight A's on that report card. And then that's when everybody in the class was like, what's going on? Did they make a mistake? Right? Um, and that's when the parent says, well, he just worked harder than you. Right? And, you know, that was a very happy day. You know? And I was very happy with that teacher for um, going out of his way for me. Right? And really helping me. Um, and that kind of instilled in me the confidence in myself that 
Um, I don't need anybody's help or support. I don't care for it, right? If I can just focus um, and put the effort in and ignore all the negativity, all the other nonsense, and if I can just focus and do my own thing and um, just be tough and work hard, um, there's no stopping me. And it was that mentality that got me through all of that, right? And since then, I've always been to the top of my classes and no matter what I did, right? Um, and I really developed a passion for learning and education. Because when I was at university, I ran a tutoring business. And was I like the 4.0 student or whatever, all-star? No, I was definitely a really good student. But, you know, academically, I'm not like the number one, right? But the skill I did have um, in terms of what really helped me be really effective as a tutor was knowing how to build people, knowing how to coach them. Um, because of my experiences, right? Just because someone's struggling doesn't mean they're dumb. doesn't mean that you have to write them off. It just means that maybe they need to be built up in some other way. Maybe just a matter of confidence. Maybe just a matter of they second-guess themselves a lot. Maybe just a matter of they need to look at things a little bit differently. But don't write them off. Right. And so I had a lot of students over the years and I was it was my tutoring business did really well because people really when they when they worked with me, they wanted to keep working with me. And it got to the point where when I was in my third year of accounting, I had MBA students reaching out to all the province, wanting help with learning accounting, finance, economics at the MBA level, right? And these are business professionals, you know, the directors, companies, VPs. And they reach out to me. And once they work with me um, and they realize what I bring to the table, they're extremely impressed. I've had students who, um, these are the all-stars, right? They head, they're at the head of their, these massive companies, massive organizations. They're doing their masters and they're really bright and they're even really good when it comes to the coursework, but they just need a little extra, right? And I'm able to help them with that, right? And it's... And, and it was really nice to have the word of mouth when, you know, someone who's a really high ranking person in a big business, reach out to people in the program and say, go see Chanel. He's a younger guy, but he's really good at what he does. And to get that vouch and to then have students who I can work with and build them and have build that confidence in them and watch them learn and develop and do better than me even, that's extremely rewarding. And that was it makes me feel very accomplished. I had one student, he um, came from India, he has two kids and a wife. Um, he really struggles with the language and he was in the professional program, like the accounting program that I was in as well. And he had an assignment due in a week. And if he failed that assignment, he was kicked out of the program, right? But he really needed to pass this program and get his designation um, so he could... Um, get promoted at work and provide for his family a bit better, right? Because, you know, go wife and two kids in Vancouver, especially, right? Like it's, it's difficult, right? So I said to him, I said, okay, we have a lot to work on. First is English. Uh, not just learning English, but also business English, right? Learning how to, to read a case study, learning how to um, communicate in a business sense. That's, uh, that's a totally different skill than just English. And on top of that, getting through the material making you comfortable with it, making you confident with it. Because it's not just a program we can just memorize and just get through. You have to really understand how to synthesize information, analyze it, uh, 
come up with your own opinions on what's the best way to deal with this and defend it, right? So it's really comprehensive. And so I had a week to get into this one assignment. And then after that assignment, we got two years left of the program. And I was like, we were, I was very dedicated to this guy. He reached out to me and says, I really, really need your help. Because people, people speak really highly about you. Um, you're my guiding light. I'll do whatever you say. I really want to make this work. Can you help me? And I said, that's a lot of pressure to put on me. But if you're willing to put the work in, I'll be right there with you. But you got to be willing to put the work in. It's going to be a lot of work, a lot of long hours. It's going to be very tough. But if you believe in yourself and you can do it, I'll be there with you. And this guy did not disappoint. We were there sometimes going through material for 14 hours straight. SFU Surrey had a 24-hour campus back then. We were there sometimes until like 3 a.m. working on stuff. And he lived in Burnaby. And sometimes we'd actually go out there to Burnaby. I'd go out there all night, coffee shops, whatever it is, his house. Um, go through the material, learn it, right? Um, whatever it takes. And he put in the effort and I was there to match it, right? And I even charged him for a lot of this, right? I just wanted this guy to succeed. And he never felt, he didn't fail that assignment. He passed it. He passed every assignment since. And he finished the program. And to see how he was when I first met him, to how he was at the end, you know, this is someone who now learned English really well in a business sense. He could, he felt really confident in his ability. And he, you know, really impressed me. Um, and to know that I was, you know, there to witness that and to be part of that was very rewarding, you know, but, you know, it's, it was really cool to be able to do that, especially with my own business, I'm working by myself. I have no one to reach out to. Um, I'm just doing this stuff, you know, on my own. Right. And to get these kinds of, um, you know, clients, students, to have them spread the word of mouth, to have them believe in my ability to that level and to accomplish and achieve, that was really rewarding for me. You know, and that gave me my my first dose of um, having my own service based business, um, having client results, um, and feeling that sense of accomplishment that comes with it, right? And you know, and I think that's extremely valuable to have, especially as a business owner, because every day you're working with staff, working with other people, right? And it's not just they just throw them in the cubicle here to your job. Everybody who, if they work for you. They're helping you with your business. They're helping you build your business. They're supporting your dream, right? Treat them well, build them, coach them, guide them. Have them become a better person than they were yesterday, right? And do the same for yourself, right? And if you can build that, if you can do that with your employees, you know, now you've got employees for life and, and they're gonna be very happy that you're committed to their development as well. Mm -hmm.